Welcome to the ABBY Show. Two passionate fitness coaches manifesting their dreams and changing lives along the way. Now, here's Coach AB and Coach BY. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's up, guys? Welcome to episode six. Today, we're going to talk about haters, corporate, and the art of manipulation. There's been a lot going on in our lives, and I feel like this topic is something that needs to be discussed. It's not something that a whole lot of people open up about. And I feel like what we discussed today can help other people feel heard who are going through a similar uh, situation as us right now. So um, where should we begin on this one, babe? Oh, man, we've had a rough week. Um. It's, been a, it's been a very, very rough week. Um, uh. We've been dealing with stalking threats, and this is all something that was fabricated and blown up, and this is what's pertaining to the corporate and art of manipulation part. Should we just start with that then? We'll get into... Um, well, I guess, okay, so you guys know Abby and I are independent trainers. We run our own business. And so with my experience in the corporate world and working for other people, at this point in my life, I have a complete understanding of what I want, what I need, and what's right for me. And if something is wrong or doesn't feel right, I always speak up, speak out about how I'm truly feeling internally. I don't ride the waves if I don't agree with something. I just personally don't believe in that. I think open communication is key. Um, But unfortunately, when you get into the corporate world and you start working with other people, there's a lot that goes on, especially, I don't know about most other industries. All I'm speaking on today is the fitness industry. And I've worked for every corporate gym, Fitness Connection, Gold's Gym, LA Fitness, UFIT, Crunch. Um, And it's just, they were all the same. And I just, after a while, I was like, I've had enough of this. And so Abby and I, the last two years together in business, we've basically developed a model that works for us. We have success with it. We have freedom. But at the end of the day, we want to take our lives to the next level. We're not satisfied where we are. We continue to reach and strive to be better. And our you know, goals, our dreams, our vision, we're both very, very protective of. Because, I mean, we've had, you know, this is another topic. We've had a lot of ties cut. Yeah. And that's something that people will come after us about. Well, you know, everywhere you go, you just cut ties. And you ever think that you're the problem? And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And and one of the common things we'll get is, you know, you, you've worked at or you've been to every gym and you've, you know, you've been banned from every gym. So, babe, you want to maybe tell them a little bit about Talk why? Talk about like each gym? Yeah. All right. So for Fitness Factory, we used to go there. Um 
we moved, what was it, 27 miles away? It was, yes. Yeah, so we were living in Pineville and we had a, uh, a lease for an apartment and we had no intentions of going anywhere. Um, but we ended up breaking our lease. There was a cockroach issue. There was a stray cat issue. <laughs> there was there were, a lot of issues. Uh, things just breaking down in the apartment, not working. So we, on a dime, broke our lease and we moved, you know, an additional 15, 20 minutes away. And when we signed the agreement with Fitness Factory, yes, we knew it was an agreement, but at the time it was within driving. It wasn't so far away. And like you can get out of your contract if it's like over 30 miles and we were 27 miles away. And, and so that's so too far. We just, you know, I tried to plead with the guy like, look, man, okay, yeah, I know it's 30 miles out of range, but here we are now. It was like literally like 27 and a half miles. It was less than three miles to the cap. And so we kind of burn bridges with them. They're coming after us for money. And it's like, look, like, we just don't, we don't have it. I'm sorry. We just had to move unannounced. We also went through a miscarriage all in that circle. And so they were not even the least bit empathetic that Abby had just miscarried. And we had a lot of emotional and financial distress. And the fact that we moved and we're just three miles, all, all that said to me was that they cared about money and nothing else. Sure, you can cancel a contract. If you own a gym, you have the right to do so. You have the right to case by case. And I took it as a complete disrespect that they didn't want to understand our life. And so there was talk about that. But then what else? Okay, so fitness connection. Yeah. So we were both employees there and then we left and there's like a rule where you can't come for a certain amount of time. How long is that? It's so when you when you work for Fitness Connection, okay, and you stop working there, they automatically they ban you. They don't want you coming back through. Now, as trainers for whatever reason, no matter where Abby and I go, we draw attention. And I hate it pains me to say this. I'd it, rather not draw attention. At it all. just <laughs> but it sounds so arrogant, but it's so true. Wherever we go, people look at us. We intrigue people. People watch what we do. And when it's recognized in a gym setting, it takes away from their business indirectly. And it's no secret why it's only a stepping stone for people that want to actually be trainers for a career. Yeah, you can work at you know any of these corporate gyms, but if that's where you're working and, and that's it, you're not going to be able to take your life to the next level. You don't have any individual – you have no individuality whatsoever. They make you conform to this image and you can have no freedom to express as you are. I'm a leader. Abby, you're – you're sort of a leader. I'm a semi-leader. She's more of a... More I'm of a, a more quiet leader. Yeah, an introverted leader, I guess. Yeah. I'm very extroverted. I'm very outspoken. I don't hold anything in. And when I feel some type of way, I address things because that's what adults do. They discuss things. And people... I don't know if it's because I'm 225 pounds, long hair, tatted with a beard, and I intimidate... But I do not <laughs> – if things are fair and square and there is no issues, I don't – you know, it is what it is part ways. With Fitness Connection, I left because I was in a situation where I, was, I wasn't making enough money. 
And so instead of, you know, I, I had to do what was best for me. You guys know my story. I came here with nothing. So here we are. It's not even three years later since being homeless. And I'm trying to figure out how to take my life to the next level. And every gym I ever work at or go to, something has to mess it up. We ended up joining Fitness Connection after this whole shitstorm ended because the ban is only for X amount of days. And then it was like every two months they were getting a new manager. Every week you looked over at the sales section and it was new people. The number one janitor that that gym ever had is gone. Now the gym is a wreck. The bathrooms are disgusting. And so when we recently left... I gave them a piece of my mind about how downhill that gym has gone. And now we're over at Crunch. Everything's fine at Crunch. There's no issue at Crunch. But I also cut ties with Gold's Gym. But it was all business, you see. As a trainer, and you want to make money, you want exposure, you need to go to these gyms. But every time I go to a gym, I don't know what it is, at least in this area. I've only had this problem in Charlotte. Especially at Lifetime. Oh, at Lifetime was the worst. All the trainers would like sort of harass us on social media and people just tend watch to, what we were doing the whole entire workout. People will – they don't say anything to our face. We get a lot of indirect harassment or like keyboard warrior harassment and, and whatever. But once I branched out fully to ABBY and didn't want to work for any of these gyms anymore, everyone all of a sudden hated me. And everyone in this area knows who I am. Even if I don't know who they are, people know who I am. And it took me a while to accept that. But whenever I go into a gym, no matter what gym it is, people look at me and I can tell the first thing that goes through their mind. And this is going to take us into the quote unquote hater section of this podcast. I've got a lot of haters. But nobody understands that I've done everything I can to have the bills paid And keep Abby and I safe and healthy and with as little stress as possible. That is all I care about. Nobody gives a shit about the personal life. It's, oh, look at him. What's the first thing they see? What's the first thing they see is is someone who has long hair, tattoos, a beard, a dominant presence. Okay. (laughs) An alpha in business and to become everything that he knows he's destined to be and will not let anybody or anything get in his way. And when I'm manipulated, when things are stirred up, when I know in my heart that I was mistreated, I will absolutely speak out 10 times out of 10. The amount of harassment on Instagram is brutal. The amount of anonymous reviews I've been left on my service is brutal. These haters are alive and well and they follow me everywhere I go. And I'm as I'm I'm competing in 13 weeks classic physique division. I just want a gym to go to that I can train at and that I know that there's no issues. I can go in, get my workout, it's clean. The staff cares about the equipment and no one is here like a bug up my ass. It was like that at Fitness Connection. People hated me and there were people that would shake my hand one day and then behind my back run their mouth. And people get all all pissy with me that on social media, I speak my, I'm an asshole, I'm arrogant, I'm this, I'm that. No, I'm fucking protective 
of myself and I will stand up for myself every single time. And I've got a sidekick right beside me that has witnessed my perspective because let's face it, the outside perspective of me, you look at me and you don't, you don't know me, but you look at me and I'm an easy target because I bring out other people's insecurities. I cannot be controlled. It's why I've quit every gym. Let, okay, Brett, you got to work from, let's say 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Hustle, grind, sessions every single day and you'll make money. I was just a robot for these gyms. I finally stepped out of that. I'm like, listen, I can't do this anymore for the money that I'm making. I'm worth this much. I know how much I'm worth. I know my worth. And so I'm going to go out and make shit happen. And people saw me do it. And they're like, this motherfucker, who does he think he is? I walk around with charisma. I smile. I talk to people. There is so much good that I do that is overshadowed by all this gossip and created drama about who I am. And it really inspired this podcast because some of the threats and messages and things that people have said about me couldn't be further from the truth and more twisted. And if we want to go back to the situation over at the office, so I guess this is the most recent tie that was cut. Yeah. And so let's, so let's explain the situation with the office, okay? So we had a pre-existing relationship with Aaron, right? Yeah. And Which is the owner. Aaron's the owner. And so we knew him, but we didn't really know him, okay? Um, he was one of those guys that was, you know, through message, through text, very nice, helpful. Um, but he always kept in touch, and he's watched me grow, he knows that I've had two failed attempts since being here at getting a gym up and running, that I've had my hopes up, that the only thing I want and what I want more than anything in the world is to have a place that I can call my gym. And that is all I care about. And I am like a lion on my way to eat for my own gym. That is how I treat it. I haven't eaten in days. I'm a hungry-ass lion. I'm coming for it. And anyone that gets in my way, that tries to paint a picture that isn't true about me, when I sense manipulation, when I'm caught up in control, when I can see it happening before my eyes, I call it out every time. He was trying to build a corporate model, and I know that because I've worked for every corporate gym. I know the scripts. I am not a salesman. I am a passionate coach that cares about his clients, that is out to build genuine relationships, and I have had much success with that in my life. I don't have time for haters. I have time today, and I really <laughs> hope some of them are listening to this podcast. Because if you bark at me and you think that I'm not the type of person that's going to bark back, and if you continue to bark that I'm not going to bite, you're wrong. Okay? And a lot of people will say, you know, be the better person, just keep your mouth shut. No. So you're promoting silence. 
you're promoting people to live their life without being heard and to just let some false created perception take over without consequence. I've burned a lot of bridges. I used to work at NutriShop. They wanted me to work every Saturday, every Sunday. The one weekend I say, hey, I'm going to Florida, I'm gonna visit my family, and he gives me a hard time about it. That defies my morals. Goodbye, I'm going to see my family. I don't know who you think you are. I'm not your bitch. I don't work for anybody. I live and do for myself as I see fit. Okay, Redcon 1. I cut ties with Redcon 1. Why did I cut ties with Redcon 1? It had absolutely nothing to do with the products. It had everything to do with operations. And I'm very vocal. I have an audience. And I have a lot of people that look to me on a daily basis for motivation, inspiration. But more importantly, communication. True, real, unfiltered communication. What's going on in my life? People that care don't have to sell it to me. And I'm very good at sensing who's real and who isn't. I don't have a problem shutting doors. The moment I feel closed off, the moment I feel like I'm not being heard, Redcon 1, I had 40 customers. Every single week I had to deal with some sort of customer service issue. A customer wasn't happy. Or I had to track down my finances every month to make sure that my commission was on point. And half the time it never was. And I didn't think that the person they had in position was qualified to manage as many people as she had to manage. And so I spoke my mind, they let me go, and I voiced it on social media. They had a problem at the office with me voicing who I am and what I'm going through, okay? They were trying to suppress my freedom of speech at the office. I went in there with Abby to run ABBY Fitness. Wasn't that the initial agreement? Yes. We were going to be independent contractors. Mm -hmm. And... It was a gentleman's agreement. Guys, come on over here. Run your business, okay? You don't have to pay anything. Just represent this gym. Help us get this gym flourishing. Absolutely, no problem. I will go above and beyond because you're giving me an opportunity, although it's not my own gym, you're giving me an opportunity to come in and be me. But boy, boy was I wrong. Within the first few weeks, I was told to silence myself on social media. You can't post this, you can't post that, excuse me. I don't work for you. This was an independent thing. And as I head into competition with a name in this area, in fitness, I was gonna help you drive business. And I can assure you that what I write and say on my social media has nothing to do with your business. But you, after realizing that I was not going to conform to the position that you had for me, I let you know. And the manager in place, severe anger issues, so they tried to intimidate me to watch my mouth on social media and to approach clients in a certain way. 
If I'm not mistaken, that's micromanagement. And again, going back to the title, it's a form of manipulation. It is complete control. They wanted us when they realized how strong we were on our own and how much of a following we have. It is my belief that he felt like it would take away from the office. So when he got us trainer shirts, we asked, can you put Coach AB and Coach BY on the back? That was a test. He, he didn't like that idea. He wanted the office with trainer on the back. He was putting himself first. Now, I get it. It's an opportunity. But we had a relationship. We had an agreement, or so I thought. And I was used. And so I picked up three clients, all of which paid me, me, under ABBY Fitness for training. Um, when they found out about another thing I said on social media, which really wasn't bad, I talked about Fitness Connection charging me after they told me I wouldn't be charged. I talked about my, you know, leaving Redcon 1 openly and honestly. And they decided to go with the narrative of you're always negative on social media. Every time I'd walk into that facility, Brett, come here, I got to talk to you. So-and-so said they saw this on your social media. So-and-so said this. So-and-so said this. Who are all these so-and-sos? Because I don't know anybody in this area. I'm driving over a half hour to come to your location to run my business. And now you're going to have people spying on me. When I tell you that we've deleted or blocked 15 to 20 people from our Instagram account that we have no prior affiliation with, but they absolutely have affiliation with them at the office, that is a major form of harassment. And some of the messages we were receiving, ridiculous. It's like they were, as soon as they cut me off and said, don't come back, I was like, well, what about the clients that paid me? Because, uh, you know... They paid me for my service, and it was to be rendered out of your gym. Oh, we're just going to pass them off. I'm going to pass them off to another trainer. They, they got rid of me so quick and created some sick, twisted image of me. And there are so many people that are riding that bandwagon that are believing that narrative. And I absolutely, 110%, with no regret, upon realizing what we had been through, and Abby is a clear witness, babe. I mean, how sick was some of the shit that we witnessed there? Sick. <laughs> I mean, like, go ahead and talk about how they used to talk about women, even. I've never been around, like, older guys talking about, like, like vulgar things in front of me, like, about women. And I was just, like, disgusted by it. Um, and it just made me very uncomfortable um, especially when I like saw them talking to other girls who they were previously talking about. And I was just, it just made me feel very awkward and unsafe a little bit. Um, oh yeah. They just, they would talk about everybody negatively. And then all of a sudden to their face, it was like they were best friends. And after a while, I'm like, you know what, if this is how they are with everyone, that's probably how they are with us. Yeah. And the image that they painted for all the members and everyone in that area is absolutely disgusting. And after all the harassment and what we were dealing with and how we were treated and how we've financially taken a blow because of this, and we now have people that signed up with us through our business, that gained our trust, that we took through evaluations, that we sold, are now just being passed off. First of all, that's not even legal in business, but I haven't said anything about that yet. Okay, but... They, the barking and the barking and the spying. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let the world know who they are. The owner is being tried for rape 
and this is public record. All you got to do is Google Aaron Skogsberg, S-K-O-G-S-B-E-R-G. Unfortunately, his business partner, Rob, none of his stuff is public. But let's just say he's got a past I wouldn't be too proud of. And he is a severely controlling individual. And I firmly believe that he is the one that really got in the middle and ruined what could have been with the office. He was the one I could, sh- I could pull up text messages. He used to text me all nasty, yelling, screaming. You could just feel the energy through text, all capital letters and just very, very controlling. Severe anger issues. Severe. Like he even like when we were in there one day, he came flying in hot, slammed the door. Yeah. Like threw it open and was like, you can, you can just get out or whatever it was. And yep. then Early yeah. on, threatened to, to let go of us before we even really became settled. And it was because I was not going to do as they like, wanted. We're not going to follow some bullshit script. Like, that's never been an agreement that we had. So we weren't going to do it. And it just, it, the, more, the longer we stayed, the more I realized how ingenuine the offer was. And what really, really just hit me somewhere deep was that he knew, he knows my vulnerabilities, the owner does. He knows my financial situation. He knows what my dreams are. He put an opportunity in front of me and then he took it away. He's a control freak. And when I found out about his rape charge, it made me so uncomfortable. When I heard about how he spoke about his ex-wife, when I heard about how he spoke about people in the gym, the customers, the clients, disgusting. And I was just like, you know what? And I I gotta sit with this I, have an, I absolutely have a moral obligation to make it known the type of men that are running that facility. Not to, you know, mention Rob again, but he fucked a member upstairs. Oh, yeah. Having, at the gym. Having sex upstairs with members. I mean, these are the type of people, and I'm supposed to keep quiet about this. And that's where the threats are coming. I knew too much. And they thought that they were just going to get rid of me and cover it all up. You fucked with the wrong person. Absolutely. I've already got the police involved. I have threats on my phone. It has gotten to that point. They're trying to intimidate. Is, that is the worst situation I've ever got myself in. But let me just tell you, I will never partner with anyone again. No. I will never be affiliated with another company ever again. We do just fine on our own. Yeah. Every- Even though some months are stressful, we always like figure it out and it's just it's better for us to be in control of ourselves because we're happier and, and we know what works for us we know what works for our well-being we know how to make money we we know we have a system point blank when something changes in your life and things are all of a sudden not going the way that you think they should like i was waiting the first two weeks I was there, I was waiting for them to like post something about us on social media to promote Never. us. They did not, and it's because we were ABBY, and they didn't want to promote. They didn't want to promote another. Post some other like couples that go there, but they're not even yeah trainers there. And if you really wanted us to have exposure, you would have posted us on your social media. Because yeah, he'd rather give shirts to people to represent to bring in business instead of having somebody a partner in his business. I think he realized. Had I stayed there long enough, I would have built up a solid business and it 
wouldn't have really benefited him much. Granted, I would have, I absolutely would have paid rent. Yeah. And so would, I mean, we would have paid rent happily once our book was filled, which was initially agreed on. But we lasted about a month. Three clients now have a twisted perspective of me. A whole town of people is watching my every move and reporting to him. It's a sick, sick scenario that I, we've been stuck in for days. Yeah. Sort of like ruined my mood. I mean, I mean, and we're in prep. So this is the last thing we want to deal with. But I mean, it, it's important that we're speaking out and I, I'll sacrifice. There's nothing that you can take away from me that I haven't already lost. Period. And so like, you can't break me. I've been through it all. If nobody likes me, fine. But I'm not going to tolerate threats and harassment, especially when it's all over the internet and through anonymous cell phone numbers. That's mental manipulation again. Okay. And it takes going through experiences to understand what we're talking about. If you're if all you know is the role that you're in and you haven't tried to break out of that, a lot of this probably won't make sense to you. It is freaking ridiculous. The moment that you start focusing on you and you do everything for you and you get selfish, no one likes it. Nobody likes it. Yeah. All the friends you thought you had gone. Just like, and it really, really alters your mind and how you perceive things. And when it comes to trust, I am one of the most trusting people. And that is, that is the thing that gets me the most. People know that and they take advantage of that. I'm naive, but because I choose to be, because I choose to see the good, because I choose to believe what people tell me. Only until I realize, wait a minute. And it's funny because when you speak out about things, people will be faster to tell you that you're crazy and that you always do this and blah, 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 blah. But these are also people that have no idea what you're going through and have never been in your shoes before. Being an entrepreneur, being hungry for your goals, for your dreams, for what you're trying to create, it will present a lot of hatred, a lot of it. And you'll never think that you're worthy of hate until you start receiving it. And the moment that you start receiving it is a major, major sign that you are on the right path. But it's absolutely the hardest thing to adjust to. Growing up, we all have friends, everybody loves everybody. We're all in school. We're at the same level. You finish school, it's a fucking every man for themselves. And anybody will do anything to get ahead of you or to use you. Sick. Sick. I mean, it's, it, it really, really is. And, um, you know, we're... We're starting to realize now that, you know what, maybe the Carolinas aren't where we want to be anymore. I mean, let's face it, Abby, how many friends do you have that, you know, that used to be good friends that are still in touch with you? None. How many? None. None. Do any of them call you? No. Do any of them text you? No. Do any of them ever reach out to ask how you're doing? No. 
And why do you think that is? Because, like, they think I'm doing well and I'm not, like, in school and I'm, because like, making my own name for myself and not, like, doing some nine-to-five job. When you start doing well for yourself and you're happy, and believe me when I tell you, you wear the inside stuff, the internal emotion, it is presented on the outside. You can't fake that. You just can't. And so when people see us taking you know, photo shoots and now we're competing and we're very, very, very outspoken on social media and we're very, very vocal and we have a lot of relationships and a lot of fans whether some people want to hear that or not, yes, we do have a fan base. Yes, we do have a following. We get messages all the time like, keep going, guys. We love you. We support you. We love watching your story. Um, and for the past couple of days, we've actually been like quiet on our story just because there's been so much drama that we don't want to deal with it. We've literally been silenced by the bullshit that's going on, and it will pass at some point. But I do not have any regrets about what happened and I will absolutely stand up for myself. Because have you not learned at this point that the moment you become vulnerable, the moment that you depend on somebody else, even for just a little bit, it's a shitstorm, yeah. And there's let down every single time. Nothing is ever as it seems. If it feels like it's too good to be true, it probably is. Granted, I've become a little bit more pessimistic over the years, but business will do that to you. You learn how shady people are. You see all of the schemes. You can read through, you know, fakeness or authenticity. It's not hard to tell where you're coming from. Desperation is easy to see. And so, like, these are all senses that you pick up when you work with people over time. And you learn how people really are. And the fitness industry is one of the coldest, dirtiest, nastiest. I mean, there is so much dirt and lies and cheating and just whatever. And that is why I've always chosen to be transparent. And people hate that. Abby, not so much. She speaks when she wants to. <laughs> Tells me I talk too much. But at the end of the day, my, that is who I am. I will absolutely speak out and never have regret for the things that I say because I am not a malicious person. I respect everybody up front until I'm given a reason to not respect. And I have moral obligations. I am here to serve, to help, to heal, and to love. That is why I'm here. And I make it clear and people see that and it's an insecure, people see their insecurities in me. Oh, look how big he is. Look how, look how much muscle he has. Oh my God. Look, look, he's, he's ripped. Look at his abs. Like you would think these are compliments, but people look at it with, with like disgust because they don't have it. Meanwhile, I'm not in competition with anybody. When you see me out in public, I am not competing with anybody. You could be a nobody and come up to me and say hi and I will have a conversation with you because I am a humble individual. I don't put myself above others. I walk with confidence, 
I walk with swagger. I represent myself without fear. But that's who I am and I'm hated for it. And like, like, what do you, like, babe, like, what do you, how would you, from your perspective, explain to them, like, like, just like little things, like when, when we see people that we know, like, you can tell when someone doesn't like us. Yeah, they just sort of like look us up and down and, or they'll like turn the other way, pretend not to see us, Um, especially at the gym, like people that we used to be like cool with and friends with, they know damn well that we're there. But they do everything in their power, like, not to make eye contact with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like... But why, like, why do you think it is that people, like... Because they're jealous of us. But the, the first impression, you see a, a, a fitness couple together all the time, always happy, chasing their dreams, speaking out, helping others... People want what we have. And it clearly it's not financial because financial, like we like money is not our driving source. And clearly. <laughs> with with me, okay, I know what it's like to not have. I've been there. No money, no food, hungry, lonely, depressed, miserable, anxious, feel like giving up. I've been you can't take anything away from me that I haven't already lost. And so I know like that the bottom taught me a lot. The bottom taught me a lot about people. And I can tell very easily when somebody hasn't been to the bottom. And so I don't have any issues with calling bullshit as I see it. Because I I just don't, I don't deal with it. Period. End of story. Someone fires something at me. I'll fire right back. Do I have to be professional? No. Who, who, what this whole quote-unquote professional thing, it matters when you're working for somebody else. And sure, people will say to you, well, yeah, you know your reputation. My reputation is a good one. I have changed so many lives. I, have a, I can give you a long list of contacts that'll give you a true representation of who I am. That will sell you on who I am instead of this bullshit that resurfaces time and time again he's always on the run he can't hold a job he can't this he can't that and like i don't even i'm at the point in my life where i don't even really want to have friends because unless you're all doing the same thing and on the same level they're not going to fully completely openly be on your team i see it all the time People will slowly just like stop texting you. They'll stop supporting you on social media. It's all little subtle things. And it's because it's something that they have inside of them that comes about when it comes to us. Yeah. And like the other day, someone commented on your photo and they were a good friend of yours for a while. And just they like, just turn on you. Just like sarcat, Like people like will get sarcastic on social media and it's like, dude, like if, if it's not about me and my life and, and my own benefit, if you're not going to help me grow, if you're not going to help me prosper, if you're not going to be on my team, I will kick you out of my life. And don't get all butthurt when you get unfriended or blocked. Yeah. I mean, I unfriend <laughs> people all the time and I'll be going through like, you know what? This person said this and this, like, do I even really know them? No, 
goodbye, like, who are you? I don't need this. And I don't have to explain myself. But it's funny, like, I, I, the, the amount of messages and things that I get behind the scenes that is not public, and I stay quiet for a long time, but at some point, if my life and my image is going to be tarnished, I will absolutely unleash everything. Because who are you to judge me? Who is anybody to judge you? Nobody has a right to judge you. They think they do. And they think that it's like they're just some like person in power that has the ability to say what they want and critique your life when they don't really know the ins and outs. And so... At this point, I don't, I don't want friends. I just want to focus on ABBY. And if you've been real, we know it. We know who's real. And we will absolutely remain in contact with the people who have been real all along. And to the fans out there that have been following us on Instagram for two plus years, we know who's consistent. We know who's real. We know who watches our story but doesn't like anything. We know who hangs on just for the drama. It's no secret. So don't get upset and your panties in a bunch if I tell you how I feel. And I think that a lot of people today need to stop crying and stop worrying about other people and just focus more on themselves. Even with my clients, I'm infamous for giving my clients tough love. And they hate it in the beginning. Well, guess what? When it's all said and done, they thank me for it. They thank me for being real with them. They thank me for pushing them and not letting them get comfortable. You cannot let yourself get comfortable in life. If you have somebody above you and you think it's normal to be treated a certain way, but internally, you you just know it. You feel it in your gut, something's not right. You think about it, it's on your mind, it's not right. It takes up your time, it it takes up your energy. Chances are it's not right. That's a signal, that's a sign. And go ahead and make me out to be the bad guy, anybody. If you mess with the bull, you're gonna get the horns. But if you ride with me, I'm gonna ride with you. That is absolutely how I am. I will give everything and anything to people who show me respect and actually have communication with me. If you're in a position where you're on the rise, you're chasing a goal, be prepared for people to give you their advice. And it's no surprise that the advice that they're giving you is not going to help you move forward. It's an attempt to keep you complacent. Eh, you know, you shouldn't do that. You know, you know, maybe you should think about it this way and maybe you should and maybe you should. And all of the organic thought that you had on your own is being suppressed People don't want you to do better. People want you to stay where you are. It's no secret. It's no secret that when people go to work in the corporate world, that they put on this fake persona 
and they'll show a certain version of themselves to your face, but behind your back, they're a completely different person. And it's because that's what they have to do to uphold their position. I have created my position. I do as I want, as I feel. And if you don't like me, that's fine. Goodbye. If you like me, great. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that our connection, our relationship is valuable. I'm going to win over your trust. And if you want to work with me, let's go. This is what I do. Let me show you who I really am. And let's get it done. So. So what do you think your biggest lesson is out of all of this? Um, is to really just to stay, stay true to myself because I, every time I'm in my lane and A, B, B, Y is on the forefront, I'm feeling great. Ideas are flowing. I'm in control. I'm happy. It's organic. Every now and again, it's like, oh, I drift off Redcon one back onto A, B, B, Y. I drift off the office back on ABBY. It's like the universe's way of saying, hey man, stop committing to other people. When we had our investor Daryl bail on us for five to six months, he basically told me, yeah, we're going to get a gym up and running and I'm going to invest in you. And it was this pretty picture. But guess what? The moment that we went into it, he tried to control everything. Again, back to manipulation. People that have a lot of money are very, very good at manipulating. Money is power and you need to understand this. And so he, he didn't like the location. Eh, I don't like this one. Eh, the roof, this, the wall, this, the this. I'm like, look, man, this is my passion. This is my dream. You're investing in me. This is not gonna be about you. If you're trying to make this about you, I'm not having it. Because we would have had a done deal in this one location. It might have not been the best location, but guess what? It was a location for the right price. And we went to three different places. Nope, nope, nope. And I said, you know what, dude? Goodbye. And this was a client of mine. I said, how dare you for six months? You're going to get my hopes up. We're going to get down to the last step, signing the lease, and you pull out. And then you want to explain yourself to me? Relationship is over. Goodbye. And that's another tie that I've cut. But again, it comes down to what I want. If you don't get selfish, people will take advantage of you. And if you're not aware you need to you need to become more aware and you need to become less naive i'm saying that for all of you listening right now because people get away with control and manipulation all the time and a lot of times it goes unrecognized and you're trapped in it and you don't even know it but eventually in time what do you think stress is it's build up something's not right anxiety something's not right something needs to change I'm not genuinely happy. So at the end of it all, I guess I'm, I'm thankful that it didn't work out. And I'm thankful that I learned who they truly were early on. But at the end of the day, I've still got a legal issue on my hands. We've got threats. We've got harassment. And it needs to come to a close. And if they continue to, I'm, I'm not going to stop blasting them for how I'm being treated. Yeah. You know, you want, you want to try to tarnish my image. I'll, I'll do what I can to tarnish yours to affect your memberships. Because believe me, when somebody finds out that the owner of the gym that they're thinking about joining is up for rape, this year, this is an active case. 
and the manager is having sex with members upstairs. Yeah. I would I, never go to that shit. I, I, I mean, and I'm supposed to keep my mouth shut about that. Otherwise, I'm going to get my ass beat. All these threats. Keep your mouth shut, Brett. Control manipulation. It is absolutely disgusting. Okay, at the end of the day, the haters are going to be there. And it's something that, you know, it's very hard to, ex- to accept. Like, how would you explain adapting, adjusting to having haters? Like, you never really, like in high school, people didn't hate you. Yeah. And so, um, like, like, how does it, like, psychologically, how does it feel to know that people hate well, you? Well, I've told you, it just made me, like, cold as a person. Like, I don't really care anymore. And, and like, and, and sometimes she'll say to me, like, well, yeah, you know, you're very, very vocal and I just don't want to talk to anyone. It's because she's growing cold in the sense that so many people talk shit about us that she would just rather not deal with it and not talk to anybody. Yeah. Now, one side of the equation, I, I understand that. But the other is like in business, like if you're not vocal, if you're not outgoing, if you're not talking to people, your business is going to suffer. So it's a catch 22. And, um, you know, haters are, are just they're they're there. And they don't go away. Look at Donald Trump. So much of the world hates him. Just just because he's Donald Trump. Yeah. Okay, LeBron James. So many people hate LeBron James. But so many people love LeBron James. And when you look at it in that perspective, like no matter what, the haters are always going to be there. Sometimes it brings clarity. But it's still... And it's like everyone who's doing successful and like good has haters. Yeah. And it, it's just the fact of the matter. Um, it, it's an adjustment. Um, and if you're on the up and coming, just be ready for it. Be ready for it. Be, and it be prepared. And, and, and it definitely takes some time to get used to like negative comments. Like the first couple months, it's going to be hard for you to deal with. But then eventually you're just going to be like, oh, whatever, they're miserable in their own life and you're not going to care about what they say. Yeah, you, you grow to care less and less. But again, when it becomes personal, when it oversteps a boundary, I mean... That's when it affects you more. That's when it begins to affect you more so. But anyway, April 27th, I'm going to be competing. And um, I'm just anticipating as I get more and more contest ready more and more people are going to hate me and I really need to just just take it all in and it, it cannot affect me. I cannot allow it to affect me because uh, cortisol will destroy my body. Stress levels, you know, hormones thrown off and I will look like shit on stage. So staying level-headed and just letting this bounce off, um, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, what I put on my social media is what I put on my social media. You either love it or you don't. And if you don't like it, you can hit the unfollow button. And if you actually care about my life and want to follow it, I welcome you. I help my followers every day. I give out so much free information. There's so much good that I do for the world, but I don't publicly announce it. I wait for people to come to me and get to know me. They didn't want to let me in at the office. They didn't want to let us in at Lifetime. 
the trainers would all look at us with their noses up in the air and stirring up drama and stalking our Instagram story and, and saying, oh, well, you got me in your video and I didn't give you permission to get you in my video. It's like no one's paying attention to you in our video, first of all. If you're really reaching that deep to try to get at us because we're successfully producing content and we have a following and we don't work for the same gym as you, it's just automatic. It's recipe for hate. Let's hate on them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now we're at crunch. New crowd. Just going to, you know. Very chill crowd. Yeah. A lot of, you know, middle-aged to older people. And so that's good. It's And you know, I kind of want to try to just stay low-key. Um, I am. You're gonna, not very low-key, though. I, I'm a very, very out. But I really <laughs> think that it just might be good for me to shut down for the next 13 weeks. I mean, I'll keep communication open wherever necessary, but on social media, I think I'm gonna slow it down. Um, For the sake of my followers, people that truly do care, I will do some posting, but just to, you know, kind of for my own psychological health and staying focused on me and what I'm trying to do, I think I should just back off of it a little bit. Yeah. So, Anything else you want to touch on? So haters, anything you want to say about corporate or just being manipulated or having a situation twisted? Anything you can think of that you want to throw in? Mm, I'm just glad that if it was going to happen like this, I'm glad it happened early and not like when we had like 10 clients each. Yeah. And we're up there full time, moved out there, something like that. Yeah. So I'm glad that things just happen when they do and everything's for a reason and we're going to come out stronger. I mean, definitely divine intervention. But again, it's just dealing with like the the rage from the other side and just the persistence that they're constantly trying to get through to me. And so just going through with the legal, you know, situation and handling it accordingly. And hopefully it can just get put past. Um uh, let me see. I think there's something else I wanted to address. Um, anyway, our story. Okay, let's rewind. In three years, no, not even three. In in two years, a little over two years, we've moved three times. We've had two miscarriages. We've had a lot of unforeseen financials. And so with all of this comes irrational behavior because emotions are all over the place. We lost two children and then we had to rebound from that emotionally. Okay, we've, we've moved a few times. Cost of living keeps going up. We're trying to put ourselves in the best possible situation for ourselves. Nobody cares about these things. They care that we're both in great shape and we're happy and they want to tear it down. Um, I will never, ever, ever sign another agreement with another company, with another brand. I really intend on taking ABBY to the next level. Clothing line, hats. Yeah, that's in the works right now. So I'm going to just stick to us and um, let, let this be a sign that you know, God is, is saying, hey, Get back on your path, stay there, and don't let Stay true to yourself. Stay true to yourself, absolutely. And that's what we intend to do, so. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode six. And we'll catch you next time.
You've been listening to the ABBY Show with your host, Abby and Brett. Join us next time as we take your health and fitness to the next level.